Hey everybody, welcome to Everqueer. Hello. I'm Damien. I'm Brandon. What's up? How's it going? It's going. I haven't seen you for a hot minute. Really? It feels like it. Wasn't that just like a week ago? Too long. Okay. A week too long. (laughs) (laughs) Separation anxiety. I totally do. I couldn't Um, remember. On my way here, I was trying to decide, like, did I actually see you last week? Yeah, Sunday. Well, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah. See? It's still been a hot minute. Okay. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Fine. I didn't want to see you anyway. Get out. It's not what I meant. Obviously. Okay. Um, what's been up? How's it going going? It is so fucking hot outside. Yeah. It is like Hades Sweltering. decided to come take a vacation here in Texas mm-hmm. and just sit right over DFW. And the humidity is what gets me like i'm all puffy and swollen and congested i feel I like it would be different if it wasn't humid which is like every midwesterner ever a dry heat that. is so amazing you go inside you cool off you're dry what is that like i don't know i'm sticky <laughs> yep all the time all the time two showers a day over the summer i can walk from my car and the closest spot to the door and come in just drenched in sweat. You know what's really shitty? What? My work. Um, the doors stick yes, open. Yes, they do. And it, it drives me insane because not only is it sweltering hot outside, it's letting bugs in. Right. Flying ones specifically. Um, Mosquitoes. And it's raising our our uh, electric bill because the ac is taking so much extra energy trying to cool down a building with the door fucking open the sad part about it is that the kitchen is cooler than the front that's insane in the kitchen we have three four five six ovens going any given time that's absolutely insane yeah so you have any tea updates um, Other than you're sweating out all of the testosterone yeah. you're putting into your body. <laughs> it's evaporating. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I've had a lot of people comment on my voice lately. I think they're starting to notice it just like overall. Yeah. I think they realize that I'm not purposely trying to make it deeper. It just is. Right. Um, um, I ran so into yeah. a friend that I hadn't seen since... Nom. Christmas, I think. A little... Yeah, I don't remember what month that was. Um, Since maybe January or February. So before my voice had really plummeted. Mm -hmm. And... Before you got chronically sick. Yes, before I got chronically ill. I just think you didn't talk that night. (laughs) I think you just sat there. That could have been it, too. (laughs) (laughs) It was the night we went to the... um, to the Irish bar. Okay. You didn't talk. That's true. <laughs> did I not? I thought I did. I don't know. That was definitely in June, dude. Because it was like right before my birthday. No. Maybe it was like May? It was like the it was like the weekend after Bentley left. 
So like end of May, early June. So like a month ago. Huh. <laughs> well, well, because she was like, what? Like, because my friend that I hadn't seen, that I felt like I hadn't seen in a while, she was so surprised mm-hmm. at how drastically my voice has changed, which was really awesome. It's really nice to like have that kind of affirmation. Macy said something about it the other day. I don't know when she heard your voice, but I she, was about to say, when did Macy speak? The last time she heard your voice, she mentioned it. Well, the other day to her was probably like three years ago. So That's true. her her timeline is just shit. And it was either three years ago or two days in the future. Yes, like <laughs> absolutely. That is her timeline. That is how she lives her life. And I really hope she's listening. Um, Maybe that's where she heard it. Maybe she decided to tune in. Maybe, yeah. That might have been it. Hey, Macy. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, bitch. Uh, So, anyway, yeah. Other people are noticing your voice. Yeah, and it's super dope. Um, I'm starting to get some chin chin hairs, which is super cool. Like, noticeably. um, And having to shave more frequently, which is a blessing and a curse. Yes, I have officially decided, so I thought, like, before when I was shaving that it was just, I didn't like shaving because I didn't want to get rid of my facial hair, but now I just don't like shaving. Like, shaving just fucking sucks. And I remember how excited I was to never shave my legs again, and so now I'm shaving my face, and I'm like, I need a job where I can have a beard, because this is, this is really annoying. Um, Well, I just need to have a conversation with my parents, so I... I'm officially healed miraculously from my cold, and I can stop having to shave my facial hair. Your seven-month cold. <laughs> yes. Um, so another tea update that I would like to mention, and I don't know if anybody else has experienced this. Please let me know if you have. Um, so my shots have definitely gotten a lot better since your nice little tips, like, a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But something I've noticed is two and three days and even four days after my shots my the area probably three inch circumference around my shot gets super itchy and like feverish and like it will swell i wonder if you're pushing it in too fast no i go so slow maybe go faster you think so i don't know because it, it, it's really frustrating because, like, I'll just be itching at my leg. And I did tell the doctor about it when I went for my six-month. And he told me, instead of injecting at the side, to try going, like, right off of, like, the center of my leg. Mm-hmm. And that's helped a little bit. But every now and then, it'll still it'll still do it. And it, it's just annoying. But I'm, like, worried. That you are developing an allergy to it or something no just that i'm doing it wrong i guess it's really difficult to do wrong okay have you but in fairness have you met if anybody could fuck it up (laughs) it would be you yeah i didn't plug the stupid thing into the computer earlier (laughs) oh my gosh yeah but i'm a technical genius so it's fine but anyway so if any of y'all have experienced that can you like let me know just because i'm curious are your shots itchy? Like, no. like hit hit me up. 
Mine aren't. Slide into my DMs. But I also have all I have always gone off right off the middle. So I just do like I forgot what the muscle is called. I'm having a blank moment right now. But I just do like the, the muscle directly usually on my right leg to the right of my femur. Well, cause like so like the whole muscle like I thought you were supposed to do it like off to the side, like right like a like the top of your leg, the whole the side of your leg at the forty five. Okay. That's where I would do it. And I would alternate legs and I would alternate like heights, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so I wasn't doing it in the same shot every single time because Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um but like I said, the doctor told me to go like right off the center. But it's just it's weird. Hmm. But now your doctor told you to do the subcutaneous, right? Yeah, so I haven't actually gotten those needles yet because I still have... Oh my gosh, I think I might be out of needles. I think I used my last needle last week. Uh, when did your pharmacy close? <laughs> now. Anyway, that's fine. So... Do you uh, need a needle? No, 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 that's fine. So, um, I'll just go... There's more open tomorrow somewhere else. No, um, seriously, like, do you... No, okay. no, 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 it's fine. Anyway. It's fine. So anyway, um, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's that's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I'll definitely like if it keeps going, I'll definitely mention it to my doctor again at my next checkup, just because like I think it's weird, and he thought it was weird. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I really I'm, need to make an appointment with him. Yes, you do. We're gonna share primary care physicians. Dope. And Sally shares the same primary care physician, so we can all gossip about each other. Nice. <laughs> That's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have to confirm or deny anything. He can just, gonna just be like, we can just talk shit all day long. These queers. <laughs> Sammy will be like, so can you ask him this? And I'm like, no, make your own goddamn like doctor's appointment. <laughs> you got a question? Go ask him. Well, the greatest thing was um, when I first started going to him, the first like three, two or three appointments, I was scared to the point of death. Yeah. Because I hadn't been to the doctor in like six years. Good. So I was terrified. I had so many unaddressed. So I made Akitsali go with me. I was That's like, why I haven't gone yet, because there's a lot of stuff that needs to get checked out. <laughs> I was like, Akitsali, I need you to go with me. I cannot go by myself. And, you know, like, she's super great. She's super understanding. She was like, sure. And he's over here making fun of me. Because I've met him before. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I didn't know him. Right. And so he's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you couldn't come by yourself. You had to bring your fiance. Okay. So the first, like, three appointments, I brought her along. And then the the next one that I went to, he was like, oh, could you brave it alone this time? And I was like, no, she physically would not wake up to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I don't want you to know anything that's going on, going wrong with me. Because <laughs> it's probably a laundry list of shit at this point. Oh. I'm like a, I'm like a, like a 2001 
like car where I just I got a lot of miles on me and I'm I'm still going but I probably should have broke down a long time ago. But the check engine light has been on for like a solid three months. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. And not just the check engine light, but those other two lights so you don't even know what they mean. And you haven't even checked the oil level. (laughs) So you just don't know. (laughs) I don't know how much longer I have. (laughs) Nah, he's great. Um, That's good. So any other tea updates? Um, I... I'm just getting, like, all of the hair. And I've noticed a lot of people saying things like, my face looks different now. Um, I've actually lost about 13 pounds. Nice. Which is weird. It's not really weird. I quit drinking soda, and I try to replace, like, four or five meals a week with salad. Nice. Which is a really low bar, <laughs> to be honest. But, but, but I mean, I feel like as long as you have a bar and you hit it yeah. consistently, and then you can up the bar whenever you want to, having a bar, though, is so important. My face, I feel like my face has cleared up a little bit, too, since I first started. It's not as drastic. I mean, the breakouts that I do have are really bad, but they're not as often i feel that um so i'm starting i think i'm starting to level out because i hit five months this last week that's exciting so i think i'm just leveled out on everything already yeah i hit seven Seven. months a week 10 days ago Mm -hmm. so almost two weeks ago um but other than that i mean my like my hair is all turning because i used to be blonde everything uh, like especially my arm hair and stuff, but I'm starting to get hints of red, dark red colors in all of my hairs. It's awesome. I don't know my natural head hair color though, because I haven't seen it in about twelve years. Just shave it all off and let it grow out. Absolutely not. <laughs> There's not enough money in this world to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could rock shaved. My head is very oddly shaped. Is it? Yes. Like, it's not cute. Like, it looks like someone let me sit in the middle of a stampede, (laughs) and I just got trampled on. Like, there are some weird divots in my head that definitely should not be there. I mean, you're already mostly (laughs) shaved. Just the top is long. This is shaved to my liking, though. I don't want to look like Scully off of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, man. Google that reference. For any of you who don't know that reference, Google it, please. I you, prefer to keep my brain cells alive. You will chuckle. Sorry. Hey, that's a really good show. <laughs> Just throwing shade at you. Anyway. We will fight. Anyway. Any, anything else? No. Other than hair everywhere for both of us. It's growing on, like, my upper, like, upper legs, which is really weird. Because I've, like, never had hair there before. I have two patches on both my legs in the exact same spot that absolutely will not grow hair. That's weird. It's real weird. (laughs) Joey thought it was because maybe, like, my pant legs rubbed or whatever. But I wore skinny jeans for so long that if that were the case, then it would be, like, more patchy in more places. Just my upper thighs, both right here. 
That's crazy. Yep. It's weird. That's it. Well, guess what? Chicken butt. I have a real bummer. Of course you do. I got a real bummer. Okay. Hit me. Not physically. (laughs) (laughs) Careful what you wish for. So, in the DFW area, trans women of color are dying. Yes, they are. Way too quickly. Um, But a very important distinguishing fact is that they are being killed. And it is devastating and horrible and it at first it was just kind of written off as a homicide um but police have now called in the FBI and one of the cases has been solved and the other one they're still looking into Um, you can't tell me they're not related they happened within like two weeks of each other oh they have to be um, but 26-year-old Chanel Lindsay was found, and at the end of May, and then a few weeks later, uh, Malaysia Booker was found. And what's crazy is that Malaysia Booker had been, specifically, I don't know about Chanel necessarily. I didn't hear as much of her story as I did Malaysia's, but Malaysia's story was she was um, hospitalized like a week before her death for like um, harassment, for like physical harassment against her. And then she um, ended up being murdered like a week. I want to say it was like within a week. A week later, she was uh, she was killed, which is just well. And this makes more than this makes more than six trans women of color who have been murdered in the DFW area since this year started. Yeah, I follow um, a lot of people on Twitter, and I think the total right now is over ten, like uh, not DFW, but like maybe nationwide. It's absurd. Which seems like a low number, but you have to really, really consider... First of all, people aren't numbers. People are people. And any number of deaths is too many. Um, And the second thing is that uh, the number of trans women of color out there is like extremely low. It's a very, very small number compared to the rest of society. So 10 trans, trans women of color being killed in a six-month time span is kind of a huge deal. Well, like, just imagine if you take all seven billion people in the world and then narrow it down to just trans people and then just trans women Mm -hmm. and then just trans women of color. Like, that, that just narrows it down so substantially. Yes. And I think, um, in situations like this, in my opinion, I think it emphasizes the reason we still have pride and the reason pride began in the first place because pride began with a trans woman of color and well stonewall and all that we talked about that in our last episode yeah. um 
not necessarily began, but it was kind of a turning point, and that all that was all a turning point because of trans tra, uh, trans women of color, and so I think it emphasizes um, the necessity of awareness and the um, impact that our society still has on us. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it just, it really shows the importance of education and how, mm-hmm. how much we still need it. And the, the real, it really shows that this conversation has hardly started, yeah. much less close to being over. And, you know, ignorance is still very, very present in the world today. And it really just needs to come down to communication and an openness openness to learn and to educate each other on this common respectful ground. Um, so often, conversations are not respectful. It's just kind of shouting at one another. But you can really learn a lot if you honestly ask questions, trying to learn and get an answer on both sides and I mean if you don't honestly agree with it and don't want to grow from it and don't want to agree to their side don't but you know at least you're a little bit smarter because of it and you won't be ignorant in the future right and I think that's really important and you know what's crazy to me is that like I'm not to get well I'm going to I'm, I'm just gonna go there Christians specifically are like super 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 anti-trans people and ultimately they're the ones who are committing these crimes against trans people absolutely especially trans people of color and it's just it goes to show not saying anything against christians there are good christians out there there are people who don't want to go murder people um which is a good thing (laughs) but ultimately like the the majority of Christians have given themselves such a bad name that like in my mind the first thing I thought of when I heard of when I um, saw that Malaysia Booker had been murdered I instantly thought that had to have been a white Christian dude who was probably at a protest or probably protesting at a pride event and you know like he was that guy like he did all of those things and he probably did so much work against the LGBT community and absolutely like I just it makes me very angry to think about no it definitely I mean I'm not saying it was for sure I don't actually know that right. but that's where my mind went that's the first thing that I thought of when I heard this no it's definitely very frustrating um, how closed minded religion is interpreted mm-hmm. when realistically like as somebody who was born Baptist, who is still a Christian, who is very spiritual. Um, Like, there's a lot of bad rep out there. But in reality, like, where? Like, show show me the receipts. Show me where it says it. Absolutely. Like, I need to know, like, what is so horribly, horribly wrong with me taking testosterone or me holding Sally's hand, like, in all honesty. And then 
let me throw that hip hypocrisy right back at you yeah oh you think that it is sinful for me to take testosterone as a medicine then i'm sorry you were born without insulin you can't take insulin that's a sin because god didn't give you insulin god doesn't make mistakes anyway i'm sorry that was too far (laughs) (laughs) no but like like that's the that's the narrative that that people use against those types of situations it's like it is a very it is a very harsh drastic comeback that is meant to be like a shocker right but like it's just to stop enough for us to get two words out yeah of like what is so wrong for us living our truth versus you living your truth absolutely and let me clarify because this probably comes across as me being like hate like hateful or resentful towards christians i am a christian yes i believe in christ and i believe in those things and i will stand firm in my faith any day of the week without a doubt but with that being said i was also raised around people like how you were raised i well i wasn't raised around them but not necessarily but like i i surrounded myself with people like that for a very long time absolutely um and that narrative is was being told the entire time i was involved in that type of community so I think the hardest thing to wrap my head around in Malaysia's case is that the video of her beating went viral. Yes. And so to me, it feels like her death could have been prevented. Absolutely. I feel like maybe did the police not take her seriously? Right. Was this something that they thought was a one-time thing Mm -hmm. and they did not provide her with protection like they should have? Could this have been prevented? If so, why wasn't it? Why? I feel like at the end of the these the day, all of these deaths could have been prevented. Oh, absolutely. Just by police actually caring. Or by people not committing murder. Or by bystanders standing up for each other. Or yes. the community, like doing more. Something. Something could have prevented these deaths. Or people just being fucking human and realizing that everybody is just human just like you trying to live their own truth like at the end of the day what what about them is influencing your life i don't understand they're different so that's that's that justifies it they're different yeah but anyway, sorry for that. No, um, no, heaviness. don't. Don't apologize. See, here's the thing: is that like, um, as a white dude, as a white person, I understand, and I've talked to Zali about this before. I understand that there's always going to be, no matter if I'm a cis dude, a cis girl, trans dude, trans girl, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what end of the gender spectrum I'm on. I understand as a white person that I'm never going to have to face things like this. Absolutely. And that breaks my heart to think about. Like, I I hate that so much. And I hate that our society is built that way. Um, and I am going to always do everything I can to advocate for the people who don't have a voice and in this instance malaysia booker and um chanel chanel what was her last name Lindsay, yeah uh chanel Lindsay, and people like that who are no longer with us and they can't speak up for themselves 
and um, other trans women of color who are also facing the same types of dangers and frustrations and, um, you know, like a totally different mindset of the world than the than me specifically because I'm a white person that they have to live their life that way so anytime we get a chance to talk about it anytime we can discuss things that we specifically as white people and even more specifically as white trans people can do um in honor of our brothers and sisters like I want to do that for them absolutely don't you don't ever have to apologize for talking about them um and if I feel like this kind of goes without saying if if you are a organizer or a leader of any type of organization that wants to get your truth out, feel free to reach out to us, yes, please. Absolutely. Um, because that is something that we would love to help you do in whatever way we can. Agreed. Um, something that I would just like to add quickly um, about the matter that is the black trans lives is that Donald Trump is actually passing a bill that will allow trans homeless people to be denied shelter in shelters which is absurd um, but I don't understand why he is so anti-trans. He's anti-everything. Well, yeah, but it just, I don't know. To me, it just seems like he's attacked the trans community yeah. way more than a president ever should. By some small miracle, there are two, only two, um, immigration holding places that are trans-specific. But, really? But we're talking about two places that hold a max of 50 people out of I don't know how many right. that have to be in with mass population. These are the people that in their home country are being set on like fire, and I'm not kidding, for being trans. So they'd much rather come to the U.S. and get put in a holding cell for months on end than stay at home. And get caught on fire. Yeah. Quite literally. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, there is a task force being opened in California trying to combat homelessness and help them. And so their goal is trying to get that task force on a federal level, specifically aimed for trans people to help combat the constant killings right, and just abuse that, that trans people face. Um, I think that it's really important that that section be heard, that there is hope and that people are trying their best to make changes to how the system is run and that they're trying to solve the, the problem that is these murders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's really great that, that there are people out there willing to risk everything to grow our country for the better, even though we have somebody who is trying their damnedest to destroy it. 
Yes. With every tweet that they send out? <laughs> Partially do because the, the, the grammar in said tweets are just... It's just awful. Yes, you're a very big grammar-based person, and... <laughs> I say as I stutter over my words. <laughs> I don't know how people listen to me. I just am not very articulate. Um, but no, I think that it's important to remember that there's always hope, and to always try your best to look on the bright side of things, and know that people are trying to, to change. Mm-hmm. And if they're not trying to change in your area, you'll be that, that force of change. If you can. There's always a way. You just have to do the research yourself. Absolutely. You can't just be lazy. That's not going to fall in your lap. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Go out and do things and be good. Yeah. Just be good fucking people. Like, it, it, it shouldn't be that hard. Just be a decent human being. How about we just don't commit murder? Isn't or that shit in the Bible? on other human beings. Isn't that on one of the, like, ten commandments? Yeah. Isn't that the same thing we're talking about when we're talking about, like, rape? Like, instead of teaching girls how to defend themselves, can we just start teaching boys how to... Not, <laughs> not rape? rape. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, it's the same thing. Same yeah, principle. hey guys, just don't fucking murder people. Don't murder people and don't rape people and how about you just not be a shit person? Yeah, like like I'm not even asking to be a good person. Just be a decent pe- person. Just be just like be a de- level above a pile of shit. Yes. <laughs> and a literal pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you could be a literal pile of shit if that's what you want because a literal pile of shit doesn't do anything. I'm fine with that. Just don't do anything. That's fair. I'd rather you do nothing than be harmful to some community out there that you don't necessarily agree with. Do not cause harm to yourself or others, please. And thank you. This has been your PSA for the week. Queer Christian (laughs) ramble of the week. Yeah. So what do you have? Please say that it is something at least somewhat cheerier than mine. So, um, it might be. Depends on how you look at it. Uh, I'm going I want to talk about this whole situation with Taylor Swift. Okay, so I love me some Taylor Swift. I'm gonna be totally real. Do you? I do. Here's the deal. I'm actually really not a fan of her, but it's solely because I don't like the music she does. Oh not no! Not because of like who she is as a person. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't know a single. Thing about her as a person I love her music <laughs> okay well this is gonna be a fun conversation then it is like my guilty pleasure it's along the lines of like that is one definitely direction. considered a guilty pleasure I'm sorry but it really is Taylor Swift and One Direction are my two guilty pleasures I got him into One Direction he was so judgy yeah so I love me some T-Swizzle I think she's great okay I think her music is great at least all right, and so, she's got cute as fuck cats. So, um, there's been a lot of uproar in our community because she just uh, released a new song slash music video. You know, I think you need to calm down. Um, <laughs> just like, if you watch the music video, it makes a lot more sense to me. 
in my opinion. But everyone started attacking her before the music video was released. Right. Um, and they're basically just saying, like, oh, you're exploiting the gay community. You're um, stepping up on the stage when it's not really your place. Things like that. And not that I disagree necessarily, but I do think it's important for allies to take a stance. And she has taken her stance with a full force. Absolutely. So I think that she's been a little wishy-washy before this yeah. on where she stood on like homosexuality and all of that jazz. But, you know, with this music video and recently, she's definitely gotten into a more political stance and yeah. she's finally realizing, oh, I am in a position of power. Yes. I can use this power for good yes. and to dominate the world. And I feel like it would be slightly hypocritical of me specifically, who is a co-host on a podcast, uh, to be like, you don't really get to talk about gay people because you're not gay when I'm over here talking about black trans women when I am not black nor woman. So <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like there's a slight amount of hypocrisy in that statement like, uh, oh, you can't have a music video with a whole bunch of gay people when you're not gay. It, like, that's that's... So I think that it's less of that. So I think that... But the community as a whole, they're yes. coming for her for those reasons. Yes, I think that the community as a whole has this very um, strong stance in that only gays can. And I say that of like only gay actors can play gay characters, only trans actors can play trans characters only um gay people can be activists and i'm going to take the hot stance of saying i disagree i agree i agree with your disagreement yes because like i think that that is really i don't want to say i don't think hypocritical is the right word but i, just, I think I it don't is think, slightly hypocritical yes. though and it just doesn't make sense because okay that's saying that a gay person can't play a straight character. Right. They could only ever play gay characters. So they'd be typecasted. So they'd be typecasted. Yes. And trans people as well. And we cannot get somebody up there to be that activist, to reach that level of audience. Why can we not have allies say, hey, sit down, shut the fuck up, listen to me like i'm here telling you like that's no big deal yeah and she didn't take the stage right like i feel like taylor swift and who i've seen in concert she's fucking amazing right. she is extravagant and huge and she has the ability to take the stage she fills the stage with her presence and she didn't with this music video right she lent she she used this song to lend her stage mm -hmm. to others right and that was all of the lgbt people that were in her music video and Joe, yeah joey and i watched it and we were like we know that person we know that person oh we know all of the people in this video yeah okay <laughs> and and 
a lot of people were saying, oh, well, there were, weren't any black people, or oh, there weren't any trans people, or oh, there weren't any trans women, or oh, but there, there weren't absolutely any trans... were. And, and it was it was fine. Like, stop being fucking picky. But even but even with that statement, let's go back and watch it. Let's go back and watch it. There, are, and I am not, and I'm not saying this. I I am not a Taylor Swift fan, so I'm not biased in this. There are, in the whole music video, I think Joey and I counted like seven black people in it, which, I mean, the entire music video isn't going to be black people, but there were two trans guys that I know of, and I don't I don't know if there were any trans women or not. To be honest with you, because I don't know oh yeah there Laverne was. was Laverne Cox was yeah. in it of course um, at the very least I know Laverne she's, was she's a person of color she's yeah. a trans woman of color so like I, that that argument for me is like you mm, you're just trying to and not all not everyone because I feel like they're getting these like the smallest tweezers in the world and are right. trying to pick out like just something to be mad at like shut the fuck up yeah like let her use her platform to to reach out to people because there are plenty of people who would otherwise not be reached right and i agree with that i do agree to an extent that she doesn't need to be the the main person like she doesn't need to make this about her and how she sees the gay community or right. the LGBTQ community. It needs to be her saying, "Hey, I'm your friend. I've got your back. I'm here. I'm in this with you." Absolutely. Fuck the people who aren't. Which and is why she didn't do it alone. She right. had someone co-direct. Yes. And co-create with her, who is part of the community, which is the smart thing to do. Absolutely. And I absolutely love the message that she put at the end. Which, by the way, can we just talk about the fact that her co-writer, co-producer in this this whole music video was Todrick Hall, of all people. Right. Uh, Hello? (laughs) Yeah. Person of color. Definitely in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. So. Um, But I just, I really love the message that she put at the end as well. Yeah. I love the fact that she left a solid amount of time for you to read and reflect and say like hey like this is what i'm doing like she didn't queer bait right she didn't play this oh am i am i gay no like she didn't do that she's like hey i'm just using my platform to get the point across let's make a difference like who cares like these are my friends right i'm trying to support them Let's fucking Ellen change. Generous was in the video. Oh, I know, oh, man. I I enjoyed the video a lot just because I was like, I oh my god, Jana Hart. I know all of these queer people. Yes, <laughs> I knew every like every single one. Yeah, like knew them by name. Like, oh, there's that person. That person. Like, it was great. Yeah, but I and I I agree that I think more people with that large of a platform, if they feel that strongly about it, which they probably should. Um, one way or the other i think they should do this do something similar now my issue comes in when like let's take lady gaga for example i'm a fan of lady gaga same i love her she has been a bi-con for as long as i've known who she was yeah and she is bi and yes. she has openly stated that she's bi at some point in the past. I don't know when, and I don't know the uh, facts, so don't pull up the receipts. I don't care. Well, she definitely did in an interview with, uh, 
I think her name is Barbara. Walters. Walters? Barbara Walters, yes. Okay. She openly mentioned it in an interview with Barbara Walters. So, by con, for all intents and purposes, um, and people are coming for her for doing the same, but she's been doing the same thing that Taylor Swift just started doing. Mind you, Taylor Swift is the same age as me. I think yes. she's actually younger. I think she's I think she's like two years younger than me. Well, and something that I wanted to mention is I feel like it is really interesting. If you go back and look at Taylor Swift's life, I f- and and her music reflects it, and and how she kind of uses the media, really reflects how she's seeing life, and you know she's in her mid twenties now, and before. You know, she was releasing songs like 22 and, you know, it was all about having fun and being with your friends and and all of that. And now she's finally realizing, I think she's she's looking down and reflecting, oh, I have a platform yeah. that, that reaches people. And like, there's shit going on in the world. And there's shit going on in the world. Yeah. And it's not just sunshine and, and rainbows. And Trump fucking sucks. Yes. And let's get on board. So, um... I just Googled it while we were discussing her. She is actually two years older than I am. How old is she? Uh, she's, well, she's a year and a half older than me. She's 29. Wow. Um, I thought she was like 26. Same. How oh, dope. But anyway, so she's, like- she's only 26 or 29. Just kidding. <laughs> so that means that she hasn't, first of all, she has only been popular for like, 10 years since she was 15 since she was yeah 15 okay so it's been 13 years yeah 14 years whatever anyway it's a while it ha- yes it is a while but you have to consider she started out in country music and the first huge part of that she was a child yes she was a child and she is really she I mean country music really isn't like super Political. welcoming to the LGBT in general LGBTQ yes. community um no I absolutely agree but the, and the difference is so Lady Gaga is 33 she's, she's four years older than Taylor Swift which is really she doesn't all look 33 no she doesn't but um she's only four years older and but but Lady Gaga built her reputation on this no pun intended well, but it's like looking at Cardi B and Ariana Grande are the same age. Yeah. Think about that. How bizarre that Both is. Both younger than me, which is Well, so weird. and I feel like they're, like, Ariana Grande is, has been a big problem in the past. And I don't know. She's, like. Yeah. She's problematic. Yeah. She, she, she is problematic. Like, and I, like, I, she, she's got good music. Like. Sure. I, I will I do, like, I will say that I, I have been known to listen to ariana grande a little bit like if if she comes on the radio like i'll jam to whatever song with the th- favorite rings. things with the rings and, yes. the, and the things i freaking i freaking love it it's so good yeah um but you know she she queer baits a little bit yeah and i do think that for her to headline pride uh was kind of a slap in the face yes because why like just like I don't think Taylor Swift should headline Pride. No. I I support the platform. I appreciate the platform. Thank you very much for taking a public stance. Thank you very much for having our backs as an ally. 
And please continue. That's where you leave it. Yes. But yes. that's where you don't take the stage. And that's where I have an issue with this is when you are not part of the community and you take the stage, a.k.a. Ariana Grande, headlining pride. I don't care who says she's bi or not bi. She has not publicly stated that she's bi. And that does not give her a rite of passage just because she makes it seem like she might possibly could very well be bi. Like, that platform could have very well gone to Gaga or Brandon Yuri or... Hailey Kyoko. Hailey Kyoko. Yes. Any number of very openly queer artists, whether or not they are in queer relationships, that does not erase their queerness. And in my personal opinion, I truly feel like if you're going to honor Pride the way you should, then the headliners of Pride should be mostly people of color, in my opinion. But... I feel like that's a really strong, very specific, very narrow opinion that probably most people don't have. I don't think it necessarily needs to be mostly. I think that you should definitely feature all kinds of people. Like well, yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't just do white people. Like life is not about but white like, people. When you think but of pride, you think of white people walking around in bikinis dancing to Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. <laughs> who is in fact not a person of color. <laughs> so Right. Um, or but, queer, for yes. that matter. But on the flip side, I feel like um, one of the Try Guys, Eugene. Yes. I love the Try Guys. I, see, I'm They're I coming not, to Dallas. Can we go see them? They're on our list. Okay, so so can I can I be really unpopular for a hot second? You don't like Aren't them. You always? It's it's not it's not that. I'm not a big fan. Like okay. I'll I will definitely enjoy a video tour there of theirs, but I will not binge watch all of their videos. I I don't enjoy their content all that much. I don't like the the dynamic between a lot of them. But can we talk about Eugene's video. Hold on, I just like Eugene. Like, is that is that really shitty of me? I just like the one. one. I just like. (laughs) I just like the one kid of color. Like, in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I just, but but I like me some people of color. But like, like, look at my fiance. I mean, (laughs) same. Not the fiance part, but yeah. Uh, But I, I've questioned myself. Not myself. I have questioned myself, too. But I've questioned if more than just Eugene is part of our community. <laughs> oh. Try Guys. Oh, oh I'm yes. sure. I they think that so gay. Yes. I think that they, they're just a big couple. <laughs> Except for the one guy who's married and has a kid. I think the other three... I don't know. Like, could questionably be like... I mean, I was definitely married with a kid at one point in my life. <laughs> Look where I am. <laughs> he acts more straight than the others do. Definitely. I don't know. Stereotypically, he, It yes. could be a very open relationship with that marriage. Or and they could just be really close. Yes. And we're being those people yes. right now. <laughs> we probably are being those people right now. Let's be real. It could be like how the people are always like... Are the queer guys dating because they're always holding hands? Right. And it's like, no, they're just, they like being on top of each other. (laughs) But it's also like, uh, in a more specific situation, everyone who um, has ever been around Macy and me or Joey and me, they both think that, they think that I'm with maybe both of them, one or the other or both. And so I'm not, plot twist. 
But uh, I get that all the time. And so I don't want to be the person that's like, are you guys? Yeah. Are you? Are you? You know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of annoying. No, yeah, it totally is. But at the same time, like, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... You're like, but that wink was hella gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Eugene's fucking video is yeah. incredible. Absolutely, yes. Um, There's a lot of work that got put into that. It truly was this beautiful masterpiece that he created. Um, I do wish more people were had the ability to come out like that, though. Yes. I just... I really think that it was really important for him. Yeah. And and it was really awesome that he got to. I also wish... He could headline pride. Huh? <laughs> what? I said he could headline pride. Yeah. And he could just stand up there and be pretty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we could just all stare at him. <laughs> all the queers. With Jonathan Benness and just... Oh my god, yes. <laughs> We're name dropping like crazy and today. Tan. <laughs> and Tan France, for sure. Just all three of them just stand up there and just stare. <sighs> I like Karamo, personally. Okay, all the queer eye guys. Because <laughs> 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 let's be honest, they're all beautiful. <laughs> no, but um, I really think that it would be really cool to get to a point where sexuality wasn't everything sure and this whole coming out are they gay are they not gay like why why the fuck does it matter like on one hand yeah like it's important to have a openly queer person headlining pride on the other hand does it matter if ariana grande comes out no, like, that's totally her business. Yeah. I don't care if she does or not. But I don't think she should take all the attention away from what Pride really is. No, yeah. I'm No, I'm just saying in a general, not related to Pride. But, yeah. like, like, I wish that we could get to a point where sexuality wasn't everything. And I right. think that in a, a speech, I don't remember what speech, Pink did a really excellent job um, articulating this where she went up and she was like, oh, I'm a Virgo, I have blonde hair, I'm queer, I'm... And, like, listed off things. And she was like, I'm none of those. But I wish that, you know, being gay was as common as being a Leo Mm -hmm. or a Gemini, you know? And I think that it shouldn't matter. Like, you shouldn't have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm trans. Like... Right. You sh- you shouldn't have to have that interaction. You shouldn't owe anybody an explanation. Which I don't, by the way. I don't do that to most people I meet, where they're just like staring at me and they're wondering what the hell is going on with me. Oh, I'm I just don't. like, hello, I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you. And they just they I'm obviously most people aren't going to question that situation, but in the back of my mind the entire time I'm like, yeah, they're sitting there wondering like, what's going on with the situation. Yeah, it's really comical. In I most think cases. Where where I just don't want it to become uh XYC celebrity is putting on a concert for Pride. Mm-hmm. And it's about the concert because it's a big celebrity. Right. And it's not for Pride anymore because they're not gay. Right. And so you have a lot of not LGBTQ 
followers who are going to Pride solely to see that concert, right. which is exactly. problematic so then, in itself. So then it just ceases to be at all about Pride. It's all about the celebrity. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. Right. I would rather it be Lady Gaga, who's going to go up there and halfway through her performance give a speech about how she's bi and she likes girls, even though she's dated guys. Yep. And that's and that's still about pride. Yes, absolutely. That doesn't take away from what we're doing, what we're all doing there, which is celebrating our queerness. That's the important thing. I think that someone who's not queer, it takes away from the situation. And that's not really want to go, what I want to go to pride for. Right. Like, we have one month out of the whole year that we get to celebrate who we are. You're going to stick a straight person in the middle of it? Uh, no thanks. That's what straight people are best at, though. <laughs> yeah, that's how they got a whole straight pride parade for. <laughs> um, no, I just, I think that it, it it's a lot. But I, I think, I really think that Taylor Swift's video was not problematic. I think that it was I really agree. excellent. Yeah. I think that Eugene's was beautiful. I think that people need to stop fucking queer baiting. I think that um, streaming sites and uh, networks need to stop killing off the gay people um, just so they have them in for two episodes. Um, I don't oh. understand that mindset. Like, as a writer, as someone who's like, writing the script for these shows that is something that's always bothered me like ooh let's let's put a gay person in and then just fucking kill them afterwards like can, what can i like hardcore distract you sidebar don't you always um so this is like a major up for the lgbt community guess who got picked up one day oh yeah one day at a time time. yes i did know that actually i follow all of them on social media i'm so fucking excited yeah by um uh pop tv yes and i i'm so fucking excited same i'm so happy netflix is going to seriously regret letting them go crumble in on itself eventually yes absolutely yes absolutely absolutely but it's it's so fucking exciting. I'm so happy that one day at a time got picked up because I was seriously upset. Yeah, I was pretty stoked when I saw it. I pretty sure I liked and retweeted every single one of their posts, which was like from all of them, all of the stars. Right. Tw- uh, tweeted it, and I'm pretty sure I went in and retweeted all of it <laughs> on both our our podcast Twitter and my Twitter. Right. It was just, like, a little bit of excitement and a little bit of happiness. That yes. was just, like, yes. A little win. Small victories. It's all about the small victories. Um, sorry for any background noise. Our apartment complex is noisy. Um, so, what's our topic of the week, Brandon? Do you remember? You picked. Therapy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about therapy a little bit. Have you been to therapy before? Yeah, I'm currently in therapy. Yeah. Do you like it? I do. My counselor, therapist, lady, I don't know what you want to call her. I go back and forth. Um, 
she is like if I could build a grandma <laughs> into my like very she has blonde hair like white shoulder blonde length. yes I'm pretty sure you She's met her person. yeah yes yeah. I love her Brenda yes yeah, that's her she's so chill I absolutely love her I just want to hug her all the Same. time yeah if I could build a grandma into my exact liking she would be it that's she awesome. probably would take offense to that because I don't think she's old enough to be my grandma. Yeah. She but has she, grandchildren. But, like, not my age. But oh, she has yeah. that kind of personality. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. And I already have, like, a st- stand-in mom, so she's the next. I feel like there it, it can be nothing but a compliment to have the personality of, a, of somebody's grandmother. Yes. Like, their perfect built grandmother. Yes. I, I would love to be somebody's perfectly built grandmother so yeah but no she's uh she okay uh, no that is flex a... but okay <laughs> no because you don't want to be somebody's dick grandpa grandpas are assholes that's gonna be me dude you yeah it's gonna there. i'm already the dick grandpa it's gonna be me too that's why i would love to be somebody's perfectly built grandmother like bacon fucking cookies every time you come over and give sweet kiss like hugs yes and she literally has a picture of her labrador hanging on her wall fuck in the yeah office. that that's the kind yes. of energy i want to put out so, in the world um i don't know what she does for your sessions but for mine because it's supposed to be a group thing but i've only ever been the one person there mm-hmm. um we have snacks and the first time i went she told me i told her i'm diabetic so she went and got sugar-free stuff for me yes she is that I person like, I was like, you didn't have to. You could have just been like BYOB. <laughs> right. She, so she is the perfectly built grandmother. She's, ama- she's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely love her. I could not have asked for a more perfect counselor. And, I, and it was funny because she actually... So she talks to me about work a lot because that's a point of frustration for me. So we talk about really? work. Why? So I can get it out. And then we go into like more... Personal. actual things yeah. that are that because that's that's how she gets me to open up and i know that's what she's doing but i do it anyway because it just because it's comfortable yeah um but she uh was very surprised at the whole thing with my mom and like how i handled all of it and she's she was like well i mean my work here's done <laughs> and i was like no it's not <laughs> new no, not no, anywhere not. there's close. a lot of shit in there that you need to You're like one small step forward does not mean we're done <laughs> right we've just gotten to the one small step for man we have not gotten to the giant leap for mankind yeah like, no oh your horse is there barbara yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no she's uh she's great and i know everyone else i, I know people don't have that that experience all the time with therapy yeah. with um counseling whatever you whatever word you want to use for it um but i enjoy it and i think it's helped me become a more well-rounded person emotionally yeah just less feelings about okay. everything i've okay. talked it all out it's gone Fine. Oh yeah, because the one thing you need is less feelings. <laughs> um, so, I have been to therapy before, counseling, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, my first experience was in high school. It was right after I was outed to my mother. So somebody told my mom that I was gay. 
And so she decided to send me to therapy to fix me. Okay. But the thing is... I see is how well that worked. I'm fixed. I am... No, um, just a dude. I said, I'm a boy in love with a girl. <laughs> What's there to fix? Yeah, you're straight now. Ooh, I don't How's like that. How's that feel? No. Gross. <laughs> uh, you're straight again. Well, just even the word, I am a boy, coming out of my mouth feels kind of gross. Uh, <laughs> but there, there was a lot of tension surrounding I'm sending you to therapy and then um when she took me it was to a child therapist which I guess was in my mother's mind fitting because I was an adolescent but like this chick was like for fucking kids like (laughs) like Like she was like, she was like, use the sandbox to show your feelings. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Sure. Like, I'm going to play, like, Minecraft. Like, <laughs> I'm going to build awkward. a house. <laughs> like, but the worst thing of all was that it was somebody that my mom personally knew. Oh. So. Oh. Even though she, like, explained to me, she's like, so these are the papers that you're signing. If you sign these and I sign these, it means that I can't talk about anything that we talk about unless you're a danger to yourself or others. And, you know, she gives you the whole spiel. Sure. um, That I'm sure that she has memorized and could say in her sleep because, you know, it's just her job. Yes. Um, But I was so betrayed in that moment. Um, just from everyone that I could not help but feel that that piece of paper meant very little. Yeah. And that whatever I would tell her would immediately go straight back to my mother. Yes. Um, because they were friends. Yeah. Um, or acquaintances. Used to be friends. Um, or, or scholars together. They were still connected. And yes. there was still a huge risk of HIPAA violation. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I don't, ne- like, looking back on it now, I don't necessarily think there was. I think that she was genuinely trying to help me. Yeah. But I was, it was a friend who um, told my mom, so I was betrayed by my friends. I was betrayed by my family because they said that they didn't know how they could raise me so badly and that God screwed up and all kinds of horrible things. And... Just keep going. Just just keep going. Just okay. don't just okay. don't overanalyze it. Alright. Uh, <laughs> Hence the therapy. And so I was betrayed by my parents and I felt betrayed by God and I felt betrayed I just felt betrayed. So I like right. the biggest thing was, oh, like, this bitch is gonna betray me too, like, obviously. Right. Because everybody else fucking did. Right. <laughs> um so I I went for a couple of months and then I stopped and was quote fixed mm, good um, but afterwards during my third year third year of college um, I got some tough love from some people who loved me um, and they helped me talk to my father which I hadn't done and 
I talked to him about like my anxiety and my depression and being gay and I talked to my mother about my anxiety and so I went to therapy of my own choice in a different city where they didn't know anybody and I was very thankful that I found a therapist that was open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that she was, like, in hindsight, she was not the right fit for me. Um, hold on. During the first probably month uh, of going to see her was when I first came out as trans. And I had to do a lot of educating to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't think that she was... Like, at first, it was really great because I just had somebody to talk to. And she had a lot of really great tips um, just on the anxiety side. But for the transgender side and coming out and coming to terms with myself, it just wasn't a great fit because I was stuck having to educate her on dysphoria and, and shit like that. And then when I moved here shortly after she had a recommendation for somebody here in Fort Worth um, that I went to who was incredible and she was um, she was in the community herself so I didn't have to do any educating Um, and she was very um, spiritual based and not heavy medicine based which I thought was very interesting because at that point I was very anti-medicine right um and she helped me a lot I went to her for a solid amount of time until I started um EMT school and then I was literally working every single day from noon or from 8 in the morning until at least 8 at night. Mm-hmm. So I could not go anymore because right. I was literally working every day. And then since then, I just never picked it back up. But I definitely need to go back to therapy. I swear by therapy. For somebody yes. who pitched an ever-loving fit, going to therapy the first time, therapy is amazing. Yes. Um for people from all walks of life it is so beneficial just to be able to talk to somebody who is just there to listen they're not that stereotypical tv person who's just like and how does that make you feel they're not they're not like that right um like brenda and i literally talk about our dog for an hour sometimes yeah and you know they they're lovely and they're able to read you and whether or not you are able or not able to grow that session. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think therapy's great. I agree. Um, there are a lot of people I know who have been to therapy and have talked about how much it actually affects them. So... When I was growing up, my dad was, and still is, even more so, actually, a very, very, very anti-doctor, anti-priest, anti-police, anti-anyone in charge, anyone who has a degree, 
Um, he thinks they're all just a bunch of weird. I don't know. I don't even know what his mindset is. It's weird. Um, and I had a lot of trauma as a kid and I had to grow up really quickly and I've had a job since I was 15 so I've basically just been like I've been paying my own way since I was 15 um, but I was never allowed to talk about any of the things that went on in my brain and if I would mention them like I would be just shut down like my parents would tell me just to not talk about it and um just move on with my life and focus on the good things and then the rest of it will just go away eventually which doesn't actually happen plot twist uh it kind of just fucks you up in a not good way and so uh when i came out to my parents i had accidentally mentioned in amidst my anger uh that i had been going to counseling and that did not go over well, actually. My, my dad liked to let me know that the counselor was a quack. And he, because, you know, everyone who has a degree has to be a man, uh, he was unfit for his position and he should have his license taken away. Why? What makes him because unfit? He, because he affirmed my oh. transness, which... She, and also I knew I was trans before I ever went to a therapist. So right. the therapy wasn't to deal with my transness. The therapy was to deal with all the shit that my dad <laughs> right. put on my shoulders. I was like, didn't you go to that, that counseling when, when you went to go to your tea doctor like <laughs> like you you were already had right. like, I had already started you'd already made that decision you are well past the yeah. point of no return yeah uh but he doesn't he doesn't think that that's the case even though I explained that that was the case he still thinks it was just a bunch of hogwash as we'd like to say down in the south shut the fuck up um <laughs> That's literally the word he used. And Did I was like, really? do you know how unofficial you sound when you say hogwash? Uneducated, I think is the word. <laughs> yes. Uneducated and like just, just, anyway. Um, but yeah, so my whole life I was basically told that like doctors and counselors really don't know what they're talking about. Um, so you can see my apprehension to actually going to... But when I was in the doctor's office, getting my prescription handed to me to start testosterone, the lady looked at me and she said, do you feel depressed? And I said, yeah, <laughs> literally all the time. And she was like, you need to start counseling. And I'm going to give you this prescription on the basis that you are going to start counseling. And if I find out that you are not going to counseling, I will not give you this prescription because these things go hand in hand and it is not always going to be pretty. This testosterone is not going to magically make your life butterflies and rainbows. And you need to deal with it. You need to deal with the things that are going on. Nice. Not trans related. Man, fucking props to her. Yes. Round of a fucking flies. Yes. And so that is amazing. I started counseling like 
very reluctantly solely because I knew I wanted to start testosterone. <laughs> solely because you knew if you didn't, she would take it away. <laughs> yes. And not, not that she would necessarily because I feel like she probably knows enough to know that that would make it worse. But I think just the idea of like, oh, all of my problems are not because I'm trans and I should probably work through them uh, was a kind of a new mindset for me, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think that it is very clear that our thoughts on therapy is great. Yes. It is, it's definitely a great decision. Two Um, thumbs up. I definitely recommend it to anybody who is questioning whether or not therapy is okay, anybody who's questioning their sexuality, anybody who's questioning their gender, anybody who's kind of sad, anybody who's just kind of bored, go to therapy. It's great. Maybe you'll get to talk about labs. (laughs) Like Labrador Retrievers. Yeah. It's great. Um, And in all honesty, like, they're there to help you. Yes. And Um, if you don't feel comfortable after a few sessions, there are always other therapists. And money is an issue a lot of times, too, and I understand that. There are a lot of programs out there that will help. Yes. Or pay for it totally. Mine is completely free. Um, All of the ones that I have gone to previously have been prorated to the amount that you make. Yeah. Um, So it has been very um, affordable. That's good. Um, Mine is affordable. Yeah. Because it's nothing. Um, Something that I think that is really important is, is knowing, like, if you are not comfortable with them, like Brandon said, after a few visits, if you just... Maybe even, like, you like them as a person, you just don't think the the sessions are meshing well, try somebody else out. Mm -hmm. Like, please, don't think that one is everybody. Everybody has their own styles. Everybody is a little bit different. Therapists are not one size fits all. Right. Um, Try a different gender. Try a couple of of different people. See what works best for you. Because, you know, I was very lucky in in the people that I got uh, once I had moved away from my family. Not everybody does. And I realized that that is really hard and it sucks. And please, please, please do your research first. If you are somebody in the LGBT community, please do your research. Make sure that they are an affirming doctor because you do not want to go to a therapist who is like, oh, you need correctional therapy. Like, no. Because that is bullshit. Yes. You can always find lists of LGBT-friendly uh, therapists and doctors online. It's always recommended for whatever area you live in to look it up and make sure that whoever you're seeing is someone who will be aligned with you and your who you are. Yeah. And depending on what you need, um, let's say it was me before I had started testosterone. My doctor didn't need a letter from a counselor to start me on testosterone. But let's say you do. If you do, like, ask. Call the doctor and ask, hey, do you write letters for testosterone? Like, I know that that is a hard question. I have a lot of phone anxiety. But it will save you a lot of trouble in the long run, I promise. That is also part of why my doctor um, sent me to counseling, other than the fact that I had some shit to deal with, uh, was because you have to have a, a counselor signature to change your name and or gender marker, 
and you have to be seeing them for a minimum of a year. Yes, I did know that. Um, so, just, so she was like, start now. <laughs> so that way in a year you'll actually be ready. Right. You know, just, you know, make sure that, like, you comes first. Yes. Self-care a little bit. And sometimes that comes with therapy, which is hard to swallow sometimes, but it is self-care. I promise. Self-care does not equal bubble bath. Self-care equals mental, physical, emotional health. Absolutely. And sometimes a bubble bath. Yeah. And physical, sometimes physical a bubble bath. Physical care could be a bubble bath, but you have to take care of the emotional state and the mental state, too. You got any yikes moments? So, I have this employee who is, man, I don't know how to explain her. She is ignorant to a lot of things specifically LGBT related. She isn't, she was rich. She, I don't want to be offensive. So, does she know that you are a boy? Yes. Does she know that you are trans? Yes. And how does she feel about that? So, here's the deal. She knew me before I came out. Okay. Uh, and the, the transition has been difficult on her. <laughs> but what's really funny to me is that she has, like, seven or eight people in her family who are part of the community. Like, she had a distant cousin who worked with us, who was, like butch lesbian so she's surrounded by these people anyway so uh her friend's friend i don't know whatever there was a group of people at their house and there was a trans guy there and she just so happened to look down and see that this trans guy had had surgery he had bottom surgery and he had the he had an implant um and all she has talked about for two days is how big his this guy's dick is. And she's told everyone at work, like, how big this trans guy's dick is. And, like, I didn't know you could choose your dick size and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you are more accepting of the people in your life and the community that you're surrounded by. But, like... Can we focus on something other than their genitalia, please? <laughs> yes. Can we not talk about surgeries and dicks and things like that in our professional work environment? Uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of a big yikes moment. And there's just, like, for the last two days, that's all she's talked about. And but she's also, like... also, why would it be any different than, like, a nose job or a boob job? I'm just saying. I don't know. You but, get to choose what it looks like, don't you? <laughs> but that, but that well, has that has like. Um, yeah, yes, to a degree. Yeah. Like, depending on what type of surgery you get, like, like if you're doing meta or or phalloplasty, like they only have so much to work with, and right. you know, depending on how long that they can lengthen your urethra, like right. you for know, stuff implant. like that. For an implant. That's true. Anyway, um, but it's just kind of seeped into this, like, Brandon, are you getting surgeries? Brandon, did you get a surgery? Brandon, do you have a vagina? Brandon, 
Absolutely not. Yeah. Stop right there. Why? Why yeah. are you so concerned with other people's genitalia? I, I don't, don't understand. There was a Hispanic lady in the back, and she's great. She's she, you know, she's she grew up in Mexico. She she's not. Spanish? Yes, she's she teaches me a lot of Spanish, and her and I are now able to have fluent conversations. Yes. I wouldn't say well, fluent fluent for me, <laughs> probably not so much for her. But she understands what I'm saying, and she speaks to me in Spanish, and she makes me repeat. Anyway, so she's great, and she's been super accepting. Like, she knew me before I came out, too, um, and she's kind of seen this transition go, but she didn't really understand it. And I think my my yikes moment last week was that she asked, I don't know if I actually told you or not, but she asked me if I had a vagina uh-huh. in Spanish, uh-huh. and I understood what she meant. I knew what she was saying. I could understand it. It sounds very similar. Yeah. But um, I just turned around and looked at her and I said, why the fuck is that any of your business? In English, in front of everyone around me. And I was like, oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Like, I didn't mean to just cuss out one of my employees. I'm so sorry. But at the same time, like, fuck you for that. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Like, do they realize that they're asking their higher up what is in their pants? Like, yes. uh, Like, I get that you're buddy-buddy with them. I get that you... Mm. Some yeah. of them. Yes. I get that you try to be close or whatever, but seriously, yeah. that's like... Too far. <laughs> not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. And just like without skipping a beat, I literally turned around and said, in in English, I said, because you know when people are angry in like their native tongue, they, that's what they speak. When, when Sally gets angry, she just starts cussing in Spanish, and it's hilarious because I can now understand what she's saying. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, that's just kind of what happens. And so without skipping a beat, I turned around and said, why the fuck is that any of your business? What was And like, reply? all of my employees were standing around. The other manager was standing next to me. And she just, she was like, lo siento, lo siento. Like, I didn't mean anything by it. I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't, I just want to understand. And I was like, there are better ways to ask that question (laughs) than to ask me what the hell is in my pants. And then that's when everyone was like, oh, that's what she said. Oh, got to (laughs) go. Like, (laughs) it was, it was, it was hella awkward. But it's just been like this week long discussion of like, what's in Brandon's pants? And this other guy who is similar to Brandon got a surgery done and he has a giant penis now. And it's just like, why do these things have to come into a conversation i just don't understand but yeah those are those are my yikes moments for those are big yikes mm-hmm. i guarantee you if you showed them a packer they would be so uncomfortable so quickly they would not want to have that conversation any longer yeah absolutely <laughs> and i don't talk about that to them i might talk about it to another manager um because i'm friends with the other managers but i would never inherently or knowingly talk about my genitalia in front of specifically those two people who have the least amount of interaction with trans people. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I just would never address that situation with them, and it just it kind of sucks that I was, like, put on blast, but also <laughs> just, like... <laughs> no, that's a lot. Fuck all the way off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, and Fuck I think, off. Here's... I think that that is a really great demonstration of you know like some some questions you can ask some questions you can't some people are like some trans people are okay with questions like that yeah and some really aren't and you need to figure out who you can ask those questions to and who you can't in an appropriate way without offending anybody yeah like 
and then not a quote special snowflake kind of way. And I so I understand like especially coming from a place of ignorance, I understand how they didn't realize those questions were offensive. Um, but it was. And they were being offensive and I let them know that very quickly. I I can understand from a place of ignorance and trying to learn. Yes. And trying to fix ignorance. Like you were just trying to educate yourself. Great. Yes. I 100% applaud you. Please ask me whatever questions you would like. I will answer them. But realize there is a proper way to ask a question and an improper way to ask a question. Yeah, those are definitely improper ways. And asking, oh, do you have a penis or a vagina? Like, that is so inappropriate. Yep. Like, why, why does it matter? But I think also cis men are very comfortable talking about their penises and how big they are and they like to make dick jokes yes so i think that people just assume because you call yourself a man and you percent male that now you're just very comfortable talking about your dick yeah and you're not (laughs) so absolutely (laughs) like most guys walk around they're like yeah i got the biggest dick and they just do the whole thing like it's one thing if they it's one thing if they find out like oh i read that or i did some research on my own and i found that you know when you're on testosterone your voice drops and you grow hair different places and i heard that you get an enlarged clitoris like is that true Mm -hmm. that is a perfectly fine question to ask yeah i'll answer that question yep absolutely not do you have a penis or vagina that that is an absolutely absurd question yep why why do you have to ask that i don't understand i don't know but i'm telling you people talk to me like this all the time all the time and I don't understand why, because I, to in my mind, I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> but people just feel very comfortable approaching me with dumb shit. I'm sorry. I don't that's, understand it. I genuinely, I why. genuinely want to know why there's some form of comfort, comfortability, comfort, comfort, com- comfortability there. Yes. I'm so sorry. That's rough. And like, I don't even. I um, I don't I would like to say I don't care but I do care. You should care. I care enough to educate them on the proper way to ask things. I don't care because it's none of their business. Right. It absolutely isn't. You were 100% correct. Yeah. So It's it's absurd. There's that's my life. Um, one of, one of my, it's kind of a, it's kind of just an interesting sentiment, um, that happened. Me and Akitali were going to get my hair cut and the place that we went to, it is actually in the mall, but it is done really well. I, I really like it there. Um, but we were walking through... Uh, Macy's and it was awesome because on a typical day-to-day basis like I was just going for a quick 20 minutes to get my hair cut and coming back home it was no big deal um so I wasn't binding um but I was turned and 
we were looking at some cologne because she wanted to and because <laughs> she's the princess and she decides everything <laughs> so we were looking at cologne mm-hmm. and for her mind you <laughs> and I believe the, that. And the lady that was working the the counter that was like across said, "Hey, ladies, do you have you found anything?" And we turned to answer, and her eyes got wide, and she goes, "And gentlemen," and I was like, "I didn't even say anything, and I'm yeah. not binding." Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. like obviously I made her uncomfortable, and I'm sorry, but like that's super cool. Yeah. Like the fact that something some aura about me has changed enough that it's like oh yeah like i got big dick energy yes. going on up in this bitch you do absolutely your face shape changed has my face shape changed i don't feel yeah. like it has yes but also like even if you're not binding is that thing that we talk about all the time where people of like your body shape mm-hmm. if it was a it was a if it was a cis dude he would have titties yes <laughs> like, yes yeah <laughs> so even if you're not binding that's kind of how your body would look anyhow yes right it's not altogether unsurprising so then your voice comes out and you're like thanks her suspicion is confirmed <laughs> thanks <laughs> i can't even make my voice sound like hers it's adorable <laughs> thanks <laughs> We're over here like, thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's my closest impression of deep trans voice. <laughs> uh, no, but it was, and, and that has been ha- happening uh, way, way, way more often, which is so freaking awesome. It's so affirming. Yes, absolutely. Um, because, you know, I don't bind that very, very often, which I feel like could be confusing for some people um but it's just a choice that i make on a daily basis of do i want to be able to breathe today or not yeah um and most of the time i choose breathing <laughs> see most of the time i don't so and sweating currently yes and binding. sweating um but and also like i am not as active as you are yeah I think is another big problem, another big distinguishing factor. So whereas you are constantly working and going out with friends and running errands, and I don't think that you, do you have a home? No. Okay. I am, I live in my car. (laughs) If you see my car, you would see that I live in my car. (laughs) Like, like that's how busy you always are. Right. Um, that's why we get to see you a total of maybe once a week. (laughs) Um, if that. If that. If I haven't worn myself down into the deep depths. Exactly. Um, whereas I have to be dragged kicking and screaming out of our apartment, um, by Anna Catelli, who's like, I need to go out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to do something other than to go to work. Yes. Right. And because work she'll... isn't going out to people like us, work is not going out of the house. Oh, see, and work to me right now, which is dashing, is totally going out. Yeah. No. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's it's draining, but it doesn't like fulfill my like I've been in around people quota. Yes. Agreed. Um, whereas I have a very small quota for that and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Work work uses that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, friends don't take away from that. So, like, being around you and and our other friend group, um, 
is really awesome, but I'm also comfortable around you guys. So I don't necessarily feel the need to bind. So it's also, it's, it's this really like weird, like I don't bind that often, but I also have a lot of chest dysphoria. Mm -hmm. So it's this really weird corn toss, corn toss, coin toss of... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just did the motion of like a corn like, bag. Of like, like the corn holes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and that's totally what I pictured too. Mm -hmm. um, so it's this really weird, weird coin toss of, of how dysphoric can I manage and how affirming can other people be? Can I, can I manage without binding? And typically it's, I can manage without binding, even though like my top dysphoria is very strong. Mm -hmm. People just don't realize that. So it's weird. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. Shocking. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. I know. Okay. Us? Sidebar Nation? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it for this week. It's, it's been a fun one. And a not-so-fun one at the same time. I don't know where you had fun in this uh, I, conversation. Less fun, but less fun, more interesting, I guess. That's fair. Um, and I, I enjoy having these conversations. Yes. I think enjoyable is, is the more appropriate word. I, I really like these conversations, and I like discussing things with you because we both have very interesting intake uh Intakes. Intake valve. <laughs> hot takes. Takes on on hot topics and and what's going on in our world and you know we typically have the same opinions but every now and then yes. we'll differ and it's very interesting. But we differ in a like both positive ways. Yes. Generally, sometimes I'm just an asshole. Sometimes. <laughs> um, nah, so it's dope. So I guess that's until next time. Um, please feel free to check us out on all of the social media. We've got Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, we also have an email. Feel free to hit us up. If you need anything, feel free to reach out to us. If you need a platform. Everqueerpod. Yep, at everything.com. <laughs> <laughs> all of the things. Everqueerpod. Twitter, Instagram. Yikes moments. Send the yikes moments. Yeah, and definitely send our your yikes moments our way. Please, please, please. I want to hear these yikes moments. If um, they're good enough, I will absolutely discuss them. I mean, not good enough. I will discuss them if I get sent any. I will yeah. discuss. Um, but I guess until next time, it has been ever queer. Bye, guys. Adios. <laughs>